Hey guys, so welcome to the OYOT or On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Cherie, where it's a safe space and a resource for professional moms to share their experiences navigating through their careers on their own terms. Each Friday, join us as we mix motherhood and our professional life into a power hour to help moms take a breather and know that they are not alone on this journey called life. We keep it real as we share our personal experiences being the chief of our household while balancing work and showing up our best most days. So guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm excited for the guest that we have today because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. <laughs> but if we uh, introduce myself really quick before I introduce uh, our guest. So my name is Amber Cherie. You might have known me a couple of different ways. If you know me personally, welcome, welcome back. Thank you for your continuous support and your loyalty and your feedback and your love. I really do appreciate you. And if you guys, so you might have known me from just being, know me in personal life, but you also might have ventured over here from a podcast that I do with my little sister called the Inner Circle Podcast with Amber Sheree and Taylor Bree. On that podcast, we focus on like just close friends, family, acquaintances that are doing cool things in their personal life or their career that we want to highlight, or we even throw a topic out there and invite a friend or someone we care about to come and discuss it with us. This one's going to be a little bit different as we're more focused on motherhood and our professional lives. But uh, everyone, either if you're not working in corporate America or entrepreneur or you're not a mom, <laughs> uh, you're still welcome. I, I, We have listeners that are male listeners and also listeners that are not parents that are benefiting from this conversation. And if you've never even heard of the Inner Circle podcast or you've never even met me in real life, I want to say thank you. For coming on, we have ton of listeners all around the entire world, um, and actually, U.S. is still the top, but U.S. is only about 90% of the listeners, which is insane. So for those that are around the world that just kind of stumbled on this podcast, whether it was found me online on Instagram or you found me in your podcast platforms, welcome. I want to just say welcome to you guys. So to get this power hour keep on rolling i wanted to go ahead and introduce our guest so um our guest today is my mother tanya dugan um if you have listened to the inner circle podcast you guys have met her a few different times on there talking about various different things including her career and today i wanted to just bring her on because um we were talking and recently when she was here visiting from California, we spoke about how like motherhood has just evolved and changed. She's getting closer and closer to retirement, but she's at the peak of her career and reflecting and looking back on how her, how it was when she first started her career, having children um, and going through life, balancing, you know, children and her career. And how, like, you know, it's just through God's grace. It's also the fact that she's very, like, she has all sorts of certifications. She has a master's degree. Um, she has, she's, you know, doing the thing at her current role. And so just wanted to come on here and have her on so that she can share her advice to us. Uh, newbies mm -hmm. out there that are uh barely making it through <laughs> every day <laughs> um so mom welcome to the podcast thank you amber my black newbie princess as I because <laughs> that's who you are <laughs> and um thank you for having me on uh yeah so uh, all of that was good um in the introduction 
of me. I am um, a grandmother now. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Right. Went through a long life and um, made it here um, through all of the years that I have worked and taking care of you guys but just to just give me just to give you a little bit of context around me if if we I never stated it on the inner um, podcast inner circle podcast but I have been in um, information technology for over 30 years Um, it's been um, my bread and butter it's been um, my pain in the butt Um, (laughs) it's been my growth um it's been a lot of things. I've been on a, a really interesting journey um, being in that career field because it's forever changing. Um, I Like Amber said, I did uh, get my degree. Um, just a little bit of background about that, though. Um, my parents thought, I'm going to tell you all this other stuff. So <laughs> my thoughts of what I wanted to do, because I'm really creative or I used to be, you know, my mm-hmm. mind used to like, go a million miles an hour and I wanted to go into fashion design my parents was like no I don't think that's the career for you we're not going to fund that so Mm -hmm. I was like oh okay I need to go and find something that my parents will fund and one (laughs) of the things that they wanted me to do you know Eli Lilly's huge in Indiana and so they were like you should go work for Eli Lilly and I'm like okay I'll give it a try so I went um, to Indiana State for four years and uh, my first year was my discovery year where I looked into biosciences and chemistry Mm -hmm. and, and I cried every day it was not the thing for me. Um, so so I was like, what else can I do? And one of the things in high school, I was in, um, took a computer class. And back then it was like, everything was printed out. Like you would type it in almost like a typewriter. And then you would see your code come out on a piece of paper. Um, not like uh, so advanced as it is today. And so I was like, you know what, maybe there's something here. So I started digging into it, taking classes. And yeah, it was a challenge, but it was something that I felt like, yeah, this this is evolving. Even the four years I was there, it was uh, artificial intelligence mm-hmm. was starting up and all of those different things. Uh, Pac-Man, you know, with the video games were getting more uh, mature and mm-hmm. so I was like, you know, let me just hang out here and just see what this uh, career will take me. So I have a four-year degree uh, in computer science from Indiana State University. And then um, from there, I just started my career uh, just programming um, for a small company there in Indianapolis. And uh, yeah, and then just grew from there. And so I'm sure uh, Amber is going to guide me through some questions <laughs> and some discussions about what that looked like through those 30 years, but uh, that's just a little bit about me. I, I live in uh, uh, California now, um, so, and uh, yeah, and I have, what, five grandchildren now? Oh. I did, all, all boys, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are really blessing me with uh, with that. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's a little bit about me, Amber. <laughs> well, awesome. Um so with every guest, we like to do a little bit of icebreaker. Okay. And for the listeners out there, we're actually recording this in real time. So this will come out on Thursday and today is Super Bowl Sunday. And so mm-hmm. what would you say, I'm not Thursday, Jesus, Friday. I'm sorry. Y'all. <laughs> like okay. I just said every Friday, join us. Um, But for Super Bowl, what is the dish that you look forward to that you're just like, ooh, and no diet, no anything, like just you're just going for it. What is the dish where you're just like, I can't re- wait to dig in? I love nachos. With okay. <laughs> so with the cheese and all the meat and then all of the stuff you can put on top, like the sour cream and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, that's that's what's that that hits the spot every time. <laughs> do you have a particular beverage? Like, do you drink the wine with the nachos, or do you just go for the beer? And if so, what type of which one do you do? I like a white wine. Okay, uh, maybe like a Chardonnay or even something that's got a little bit of sweet taste to it. Okay, um, just to kind of you know not just get it all like a party all in your mouth okay. you know and it just tastes good <laughs> something just like cooling right so mm-hmm. chardonnay usually you can 
uh on that up in I mean he uh excuse chill me pull it. that chill yeah, yeah chill it mm-hmm. and um yeah and it helps with if there's any like spicy in the cheese mm-hmm. so yeah really good oh. okay all right um I like chicken nachos too and putting a little bit of black beans on there I don't do the jalapenos too spicy for me but I do know people that like to throw the jalapenos and the super spicy uh sauce on there so mm-hmm. all good stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> well cool beans well with every single guest we like to do an inspirational moment mm-hmm. so as moms or in your case as a grandma um and also working we just were running constantly like all the time it's like we gotta do this we gotta do that we gotta mark this off of our to-do list etc And it's hard to sometimes sit back and just kind of reflect on what has been good or bad or what we've learned from or what has inspired us that week. And so I like to do this part of the show just to kind of take a a step back and reflect on something. So is there anything, it can be, it doesn't have to necessarily be family related, but is there anything that has inspired you this week to like really give you the juice to keep going? Or I don't know, it could be a project. It could be just, hey, I want to go hang out with some friends or, hey, I went shopping and that was therapy. You know, it could be anything. So what has been inspiring for you? This may sound kind of crazy um, because sometimes, you know, because most people think that getting feedback from other people, be it negative or positive, mm-hmm. is may not fuel people. People might not want that. But however, that was my week of mm-hmm. because my mantra here for 2023 is to be the best me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on this journey to figure out how I can be the best me, not the way other people see me, but having more feedback from Mm -hmm. how people see me so that I can figure out, do I need to make some adjustments here or there? And if that feels right for me, for my most authentic self, right? For growing that way. Mm -hmm. So this week I did, I started a new engagement with a huge company in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people on my team, they're very senior Mm-hmm. And everybody has an opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, I used to do it this way. I have to do it this way. I do it this way. But as a leader, I need to be able to open myself up to hear what they're saying mm-hmm. um, so that I can, so we can be successful. We can all have a good time interacting together on the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also like some feedback. So this week, there was a couple of glitches. Outlook didn't like me on a meeting that changed the title and stuff and just, oh man, was crazy. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, oh my God, but you know what? One of the things that inspired me is the, one of the leaders, um, and in our engagement, he had some feedback for me. And that was one of the things he said, he said, Tanya, what happened to that meeting? What happened? And I was like, oh, and I was telling him what I did. And I was like, uh, lessons learned for myself, note to self, never to, to change the meeting look like that. Cause outlet doesn't like me that way doing that Mm -hmm. but I also told him you know what we're gonna I'm gonna make mistakes and there's like I wish I wish and my goal is to be that perfect human Mm -hmm. Uh, however as we are evolving and learning we're growing even when we think that we're perfect we always have room to be able to be better and to be open to feedback so that we can be better. Mm-hmm. So that was my inspiration for the week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's always good for us moms to make sure like we're not so hard on ourselves. Cause like you said, like when you're in a workplace, um, sometimes you, ha- you feel like you have to do everything to a hundred percent so that you don't get more spotlight on yourself than you already do because you could be the minority, not necessarily black or white. We're not even talking about uh, color at this point, but just even more like gender, you know, tenured, it could be multiple things. Um, And so it's always nice to have a safe space wherever you are working, whether it's by for yourself or in corporate that 
you kind of like bring everybody back to realization like hey i'm not a robot Mm -hmm. (laughs) you got like 20 things coming at me at a new project and it's like Mm -hmm. hey you know i i scheduled probably 20 meetings in Mm -hmm. a span of two weeks you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you know just that one just got jacked up so anyway um yeah yeah. yeah. so so being like you said not being too hard on yourself and just being able to be open and just not ruminate on it you know what should I have done I did and apologizing because that's something that we women do a lot of yeah you know oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry we're not sorry we're just (laughs) we apologize that that happened and we will um, try to avoid that ever happening again and that's what where we should where we should be because uh if you do too much of that people start to not respect you or they say they'll be like oh she thinks she's sorry (laughs) but that's not the case so yeah we have to speak differently as women to ourselves and also see you know understand that Mm -hmm. that is something that you know uh we just we just really need to be better at that's all yeah (laughs) to say on that yeah yeah absolutely all right well Thank you for sharing that inspirational mm-hmm. moment. I definitely think that it is very applicable. Um, and just to kind of transition into our topic today. So you have been a mom for, if we count pregnancy, you've been a mom for about 33-ish years. But if you mm-hmm. count actual birth, you've been mom for about 32 years um maybe a little bit over 32 because of my half birthday I'm about 32 (laughs) and a half um but with that it really kind of I wonder you know and you and I have had private conversations but I wonder how it was at the beginning of first graduating from school and then starting And then also in the midst of that, getting married and then having a baby, like, how was it at that time of your life when you were transitioning to a workplace? Like, were you nervous about starting, especially in your field too? It was a male predominant, still is, Mm -hmm. uh, white field, you know, on the most part. Um, So walk us through your experience as far as professional life and balancing motherhood at the beginning good question um so at the beginning I always was like when I got out of college I always kind of knew that I wanted to have a family Mm -hmm. I mean because I just I that's just something that was just burning in me and I felt like hey I got my four-year degree I'm I've accomplished something so now it's about how do I balance and juggle all these things to make my life, to start forming my life? So mm-hmm. one of the things that, um, so having a baby was having you, when you're my first, uh, <laughs> was awesome, you know? And I was working, I was working my first job um, mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. I was in the, the small company and they actually were okay with me being in my mid twenties and having a baby, right. They were like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and then having that time to have some maternity leave. But during that period of time, when I was working and, and I was pregnant, I did feel somewhat like they would take things from me. Oh, Tanya's mm-hmm. Tanya's going to be out. Uh, why don't you take this time and, and work on it? Right. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they were taking things away and it was taken away from me feeling like am I gonna is well it made me feel like am I gonna have a job to come back to mm-hmm. because everybody's gonna have my work everybody's gonna be doing all these things mm-hmm. and that I was assigned to do and when I come back am I gonna have a space are you guys gonna be able to give me more work um are you going mm-hmm. to make it seem like uh you know, six weeks, I'm incompetent. When I come back, I need Mm -hmm. time to ramp back up. So in the beginning of my career with all that happening, yes, I was afraid to your question. I was nervous. I was feeling like maybe I need to go find another job that Mm -hmm. I can start all over with and they not have, and I have this history 
of any of the things that went went on here, which it was not a bad experience. It was yeah. just a really small company and I was really new to corporate America. Yeah. So, yeah. So with that being said, I wouldn't have changed anything, but juggling it all was a challenge. So uh, my husband at the time, your dad, he was uh, in the military. Mm-hmm. So the military required him to go out in the field. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is the first realization that I had on, wow, how do I take care of this child? And then we moved to Cali- uh, Colorado, yeah. too. And how do I take care of this child? And I'm somewhere where I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to get around because back there back then there really was nothing like a gps like we have like maps and (laughs) gotta remember streets and you call them and say how do i get there and you write the directions down yeah (laughs) so those are the things that i was going through and i remember one evening i was just sitting there with you and you were crying and i was crying and then Mm -hmm. we just went to sleep because it was just a little overwhelming taking Mm -hmm. you to a uh someone to take care of you during the day yeah. when he was not around um, and then being able to trust yeah. that they're taking good care of you. That was horrible to just have that feeling in your heart yeah. that um, I'd rather be with my baby making sure she's fine than to be here working on this job and listening to you people or <laughs> just talking to the computer all day. You know, yeah. how come I can't do this at home? Like when I can see her or I can have her next to me um, at my desk in her little, you know, uh, carrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I felt all of those things being a new mom in a new career. So I would say to anyone that's going through that is today's times is a little different. Um, I think, you know, corporate America has given most of us or uh, I must say most of corporate America has given women, especially when that book came out, Lean In, mm-hmm. um, an opportunity as women to be women in corporate America and understand some of the struggles we go through, um, breastfeeding and doing all the things that we, you know, have to do as mothers, even getting our bodies back, making, you know, mm-hmm. we're feeling crampy and and different, our hormones are going crazy, right? But just giving us an opportunity to just be able to stay at home and work this, you know, either either full-time at home or yeah. having to just go into the office once or twice a week so that we can build a bond. And I think it actually helps helped men too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it might've made them go crazy because they didn't, <laughs> they're not home all day when the kids are screaming and hollering, uh, yeah. you know, uh, in the background. But it gives them an opportunity to say, I'm spending more time with my family, um, being mm-hmm. being that the environment has has changed in that way. Yeah, and I agree with you. It'd be interesting to kind of see, um, you mentioned a book, Lean In, and I have that on my bookshelf. I think actually you might have bought it for me and gave it to me, or maybe you might have just left it and I inherited it. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I have that one on my bookshelf downstairs, so I'll have to... Um, look into that one but there's also another one called the the fifth trimester and it was talking about how uh women coming back to the workplace and how it's like that postpartum period not necessarily depression or anything postpartum I think when people think of postpartum they Mm -hmm. automatically think of depression and it's just really honestly that year after you have a baby like you were saying mom where your body is healing, your emotions and your hormones are kind of going hopefully back into place. And you're just kind of trying to get back to your new normal. Um, But I have that one saved. I haven't started reading it yet, but I thought it was very interesting. And it would be interesting to know um, with men, I feel like now um, being a a stay-at-home dad and, you know, um, whenever the school calls now, the mom not always having to get off of work to go get the kid or the sick days, like the husbands or the dads, if you're not married, stay at home with, you know, him or her. Um, and so it'd be interesting to kind of see what comes out of that later on down the line when it comes to the the benefits of paternity leave and mm-hmm. men's uh, 
what do you call it, their experiences and their reflections on how hard uh, it is to do that as a mom. We got to we gotta carry them. We got to birth them. And then now we got to take care of them and you. <laughs> right? So true. So now you get a little dose. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, that is cool. Uh, definitely understand. So when it comes to, you mentioned the story around like just it being very kind of difficult, a little shell shocking at first, overwhelming, um, but kind of climbing out of that, you know, I know just from living and breathing your life with you <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that eventually you wanted to go back to school. And obviously, um, you know, think we moved multiple different places. You had a lot of different opportunities and eventually we made our, our way back home. But what made you, what was that kind of like that trigger point that kind of wanted you to go back to school? So, I mean, right mm-hmm. now, and if we speed it up a few years, you have um, three little girls ranging in multiple different ages, coming back to Indianapolis, being closer to family for assistance but also um, deciding like, hey, I think I want to go get a master's degree. Mm Kind of walk us through like what was going on at that time period and what made you want to take the leap knowing that you had a lot of other things on your plate. Yeah, good question. Um, I had uh, gone back to pursue my master's degree three times. (laughs) I don't know if you remember that, but... Mm-hmm. When you were, I think the first time I ventured out, I was in, probably was in Colorado, and a lot of and uh, folks at work were getting uh, promoted, mm-hmm. like, you know, and I was like, well, how do I get to the next level? Like, I want to be able to get promoted. So what I thought that I needed to do first of all, before getting a master's degree was to engross myself more in my job, like Mm -hmm. be the best, you know, Mm -hmm. know all the details, uh, be able to just code better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so that's the role that I started off. And I remember one incident with uh, uh, one of my coworker, female coworkers, that didn't, that was at a junior level, and I was the junior level too, but I had gotten promoted and she didn't, or they were putting me up for promotion or gave me more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And I had to work with her and she didn't like that. And so mm-hmm. that was, that was the first conflict that I had had on trying to improve myself. But the thing about it is, is I felt a little bit of what they consider now imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. where I felt a little bit bad about, well, how come I'm getting recognized and she's not, Mm -hmm. but I have to be able to just be okay with where I am because I am putting in the work. Yep. So one of the things that I decided at that point is like, well, maybe I need to go back to school because maybe my master's degree will help me solidify and show people that I have done the work, not only the job, but I'm educating myself to get to that next level. Yeah. And so I should deserve to be at that next level. So um, that I would say that was like the first trigger in my mind to get better. So anyway, I went to school, got pregnant with my second child. Mm-hmm. And so I had to stop. Then I went back to school <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh, got pregnant again. And so uh, so every time that I went back, but I, I decided I, I was not going to give up. So yeah, fast forwarding it all. When we got back to Indiana, had that support. I said, I'm just going to go for it. And I think that was what, maybe 15 years down the road or so. Um, How old are you? I think actually, I think it might, I think you're, you're cheating yourself a little bit. Cause I think it might even be sooner than that. Cause, um, uh, I feel like when we first got back to Indianapolis, it was, I don't, because 15 would have put me in high school. I feel like you were definitely maybe middle school. Is that? Maybe middle school, maybe like yeah. 11, 11 or yeah. 12. 
yeah, yeah. it was mm-hmm. in junior high school is when I think you got it so yes. early 2000s yeah yeah that's right because I did go back and I finished in 2006 yep. so um, um and, and what was beautiful about that too and I see how our world evolves mm-hmm. I had to go to school right to go to class and and that kind of you know was after work got to find you know place for yeah. you guys to get some child care while I go to school whereas when I came back in 2001 or two we can go to school online mm-hmm. so you know I went to University of Phoenix online so I was able to do that even though I did mix it up because I did have some support because I'm a more I'm a better learner if I can be in a room with you yeah. Um, yeah. And just learn the concepts and you write on the board and I can, it's more interactive. Um, and so I did go to br- the brick and mortar, but however, I finished up online. And so that was the beauty of it all. So when I finally finished up online, I, I had to went through a lot of iterations and promotions and a lot of different, you know, um, positions uh, prior to. But I think that once I got that, I felt like I wasn't an imposter anymore, that I was like doing the things that IT and uh, in the business sector of IT that I could relate to, accounting, finance, uh, all of those things that um, I never really wanted to even be a part of. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but as I was in IT, we support everything. We support the whole business. We support marketing. We support it all, right? Yeah. So it didn't hurt to understand all of those different aspects of the business so that I could be a better uh, supporter um, and um, uh, in the IT sector, the technology to support all of those areas. So I think that once that happened for me and I got through that, uh, I did see my career kind of change into more of a leadership. And that's what I wanted. And so that's what I've, I've gotten. And that's where I still am. Yeah, and I think you are right. Um, it was 2016. So you're right when you said 15 years mm-hmm. or not 16, six. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there you go. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, absolutely. I mean, that I, um, I've heard stories about, you know, just people in general, not necessarily moms, like going back and um, starting it and having something, you know, having to, stop it at the moment and I I can even think about like my CPA it took me <laughs> I didn't even have no kid by then but uh, nor was I married but it still took me a while and lots of like you know failure and mm-hmm. uh perseverance and just trying to make it through and one thing my mom didn't mention is the fact that after she finished her MBA in 2006 she went back and got her project management um oh, certification yes, mm-hmm. um and like what made you one did you ever have to stop with that one as far as like failure or were you able to just kind of make it through just really dosing um like small dosing yourself through while managing working kids oh. or and if you did have any bouts of failure where you had to kind of redo or retake or anything like that how what gave you the juice to keep going that's a good question as well Amber because I know you know going through yesterday where you said you had to go back and take that test a few times I I had to too the thing about it is is that taking a test and getting through it you do need some knowledge about the subject that you're going to you know, Mm -hmm. you're getting a certification in. So, but sometimes we think we know more than the test people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we step into it and we're like, oh, I know project management. Yeah, you do it like this, but it's just about the context. So studying, I'm going to tell you, I went, you know, three Mm -hmm. times, three must be my my blessed number um, because <laughs> I took that t- at that certification three times. The first time I was like, oh, I know Project Man, I'll go in here and I'll just look at the book and I'm going to go take it. Uh, no. Um, the second time it was like, <laughs> uh, I want to just do a little bit more. 
Um, and I'm just going to test. And I was going through a transition at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, well, I'll just, you know, go ahead and take it because I scheduled it. And this was my third time scheduling it. There's three again. And I was like, uh, I need to go sit for it and close but no cigar and so what I figured I needed to do to juggle and to focus is that um yes having children yeah going coming home and taking you to your um supporting you in school and your sports mm -hmm. and all the things that I decided to put together a comprehensive plan that I was going to stick to and I was just going to um go as fast as I can but not stress myself out to the point where I'm taking away quality time from my regular life to mm -hmm. do this, to move on. So what I did was I just set out a plan and don't be too hard on yourself. If you miss your plan that day, have an opportunity to say, hey, well, on a Saturday evening or a Friday evening or whatever is not your family time that you decided that you want to do, take that extra time. And just mm -hmm. go make up, make it up and then just keep going, but just don't quit. And then once I decided that I was ready, I took the, you know, practice exam over and over and over again. And they said, get 80%. And I was getting that. And so at that point, I felt really good about going to do what I needed to do and set out to pass that exam and get that certification. And that's like with anything in life though, you know, uh, it could be that you're trying to get to the next level or your next position at your job. And there's a certain area of expertise that's not, that you need to know to get there. So it can be just reading, um, you know, going out to LinkedIn and learning some, some new technology or learning about a new concept that you could come back and add value. Um, to whatever it is that you're doing in corporate America. So I think that certifications are really important and people still look at those because they want to know you accomplished the goal. But I also think that if you can articulate yourself and be like this podcast, like I've listened to some podcasts like uh, around certain subjects and it's amazing how much you can learn just mm -hmm. by listening and having a um a system or um, resources mm -hmm. that allows you to just expand who you are and that could get you into your next level as well. So, um, yeah. So I hope I answered that question. Yeah. Yeah. You, you answered it and it's always, yeah. uh, it's always just a good reminder that, you know, we're again at the beginning, we're not robots. And so right. things, um, you know, things happen, we have to pivot. But as long as you finish, like, um, I can't remember who I was talking to. But we were talking about um, how long it takes for someone to graduate from college and them having an extended period of time. And is that going to be, you know, frowned upon to employers, etc, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the point that was made at the end was no one cares about how long it took, what your transcript was, what classes you struggled in, what classes you did well in. All that matters is that you have that piece of paper at the end of the day. And as you continue throughout your career, no one's going to ask you about that piece of paper. <laughs> they only got to care about, are you adaptable? Uh, are you flexible? Do I like you? Can I tolerate yeah. you? Um, <laughs> Can I communicate with you? Yeah. Are you yeah. a team player? Are you a yeah. jerk? You know, like it's more of, hey, I just need you to be coachable and adaptable and we can teach you everything. Obviously, you know, in your field and in my field, you have to have some level of uh, education mm -hmm. due to uh security safety you know right, like right. you're doing people's money you're doing people's you know security over that money <laughs> you know and livelihood mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. so you kind of need to know what you're doing because if there's an it breach or if there is you know somebody stealing money there could be an issue if you just didn't know what you were doing and you just overlooked that um but Let's pivot as far as, so we already talked about the beginning, the middle, and then now let's move to the end. So okay. you as a mom, you know, uh, watching your girls graduate from 
high school and in college, but still also transitioning into your through your career climbing up, what would you say was the thing that you would look back on through all that time of work and then also um, raising children that maybe one thing that you would say, hmm, you know, I, I, I know I did well in this area, but I know that I could have, or maybe I would have wanted to, not necessarily could have, mm-hmm. but wanted to do X, Y, and Z. So you can do either one. You could pick either the positive or the negative. I just think it's good for all of us moms to, cause we're so hard on ourselves. Like, yeah. you know, especially like if it wasn't the pandemic, I would have never seen junior walk. I would have never been able to feed him, you know, his first like foods or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you beat yourself up for that. You're like, listen, I, you know, but you know that you, I'll say for me, being a stay at home mom is a job that is for the strongest people out there. I cannot do it. <laughs> I don't have the patience. Like I don't have, I would just not be a good mom wife if I had to stay home. That mm. is a hard job for all the women and men that are out there doing that, staying <laughs> home and taking care of a family. But mm. you get a little bit of guilt. You're like, you know, like, mm. you know, I, I, sometimes I forget to drop off stuff at daycare and I'm just like, oh shoot, you know, it's mm-hmm. soccer day and you're definitely not dressed up for soccer. Oh, well, like here we are, you're here on time. You got clothes and you've been fed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what would you say when you're looking back at having three different chances to do this with three different personalities uh, at different age groups and different just parts of the country, really, honestly, too? Mm-hmm. What would you say looking back that you're just like, mm, you know, I wish I would have time or resources to be able to do this, but I am content that I am, I gave them my all with everything that I had as a mom and my girls love and care about me. And that's all that matters. Yeah, that's, wow. That's the, the let me unpack this because, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, when I think about you guys, um, you three um, young ladies, um, Growing up, you all had your own personalities mm-hmm. and your strengths and, of, of course, weaknesses, but we're going to stay on the positive side. And <laughs> I, you know how when I was, when I, I'm kind of going back to go forward here, but mm-hmm. whenever you all got old and was older, was old enough to just um, be involved in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always wanting to be there with you because, you know, I love sports. I love, you mm-hmm. know, doing all these different things with you guys. So just t- being there at, at whatever capacity that I could be at, um, mm-hmm. be there for you was what I really wanted to, I think I'm hoping had an impact on the fact that you knew, you all knew that I would support you in anything that you would do. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I will always tell you, you'd be like, mom, I want to do this. Oh, you, you guys, you know, and I would be like, is that what you want to do? Okay, let's go see if you can be good at playing basketball or uh, wanting to skate or going, mm-hmm. wanting to be a part of uh, junior achievement or whatever it is that you guys wanted to do. But I think that that helped you guys become the beautiful women that you are. Um, and smart women that you are, because I gave you that opportunity to be open to what it is that made you be the most unique you you can be without having to say, you should do this. You should go into IT because that's what I do. I thought you were going to do that um, <laughs> because you're good at that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you were good at it. You like being on the computer and doing stuff on the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say through all of it, if I could go back when I think about corporate America and how much time it took, because there were some days that I had to work late. Mm-hmm. Some days I had to go in super early uh, and then I had to have a source to drop you guys off. And it was not always where I felt good about it. Like I would just turn my back and walk away and mm-hmm. in, in the car, my heart would hurt because mm-hmm. it's like, dang it, I just dropped them off at someone's house, you know, at the baby, not like some random. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're still here. She wasn't okay. dropping us off at one random right, right, person, right. No, like, no random. person on the corner or anything for y'all out there. 
<laughs> that wasn't our experience. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, at the babysitters and being able to, uh, you know, in your pajamas, hadn't yeah. fed you, given you any kind of, you know, breakfast yet, having them, you know, the babysitter dress you and get you off to school, that's not a good feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I would say to any moms today, if you have that scenario going on, because you just need to make ends meet, it it is what it is. And then, you know, there's all different types of ways we could think about how do we get our time back? Yeah. How do we pivot our lives to be different? Because I'm, you know, when I look at entrepreneur, entrepreneurs work hard. Yeah. Like, I think mm -hmm. they work harder than corporate America. I agree. People do, right. Agree. <laughs> However, if but they have control over their time. See, and that's the difference. Yeah. You work hard, but you have control over how much you work hard and you don't yeah. work hard. And you can prioritize your family and your children yeah. first. If that comes to that, if you had to drop everything, you got to drop because yeah. your daughter, you know, had an accident, you know, at school, you could do that at that moment and say, I just need to go take care of what I need to take care of as long as I need to take care of it. Right. Yeah. So I think there's this trade off of the priorities when you're in IT, it's about IT, right? That's yeah. about that company you work for, or I'm sorry, when you're in corporate America, yeah. it's about that company you work for. They come first at that point, even though they tell you all these things. <laughs> yeah, just go take care yeah. of your fellas, go take care of your family, go do this and that. But sometimes you might come back and, and they've they've kind of oust you and, yeah. and but they can't do it like in your face is something that is like subliminal. Right. Yeah. So those messages that come back. So I would say, you know, if I could reverse time, you know, and just say if I could have my time back and control my time, I think that. I could have put a little bit more energy into you girls and been able to, um, and even now as being a grandmother, being able to spend time with my grandbabies whenever I want to, yeah. you know, and then just having that opportunity to do that is, uh, is golden. So yeah. I, that's what I would, um, how I would answer that question looking back in time. Yeah. It, it reminds me of um, when you were talking about prioritizing and, uh, entrepreneurship and, and having your time. Last week, um, we had a conversation with uh, Paige and she was um, on the show talking about designing your own life. And mm -hmm. she was talking about how she was struggling just balancing like, because she works um, at a hospital as a um, physical therapist working for like sick um, people on the, I think, cardiac trick floor, kind of helping them walk and different things like that. And um, and she was just saying how physical toll it was having on her, but then mentally, like trying to come home, take care of a toddler, do all this stuff. Like she was having like a breakdown, like she was losing it and how she just kind of tried to explore like what, how can I still be able to utilize the resources and the tools that I've worked for, which is her doctorate degree in physical therapy but still be able to change my schedule to have flexibility that I can have some time back for myself to to rest and also reorganize. And she transitioned her life to becoming um, contingent status. I think that was the term that she used, mm -hmm. which uh, contractor is what, yes. it, what it is for, um, at least in my field. And so uh, it was nice for her because she doesn't work five days straight she works Monday through Wednesday she takes Thursday off and she comes back on Friday the fact that there are so like she's in need right now she hasn't really had to take a paycheck cut um and it still allows her to be able to work the hours that she wants she just tells them and they fulfill in those needs and so I think with you mentioning this um you know with that time and time given back and I can even think I can definitely relate to you when it comes to the prioritizing and speaking up for yourself at work and setting boundaries. It's hard for me. Like I remember last week taking junior to a doctor's appointment and being in a work meeting with my laptop with me, like crazy. My yeah. boss telling me like, Hey, you know, you can just go to 
a doctor's appointment and, you know, I'll fill you in later. But it's like, I don't, for me, I don't know. I feel like I just never want to be, it's already, people already know I'm a mom. I'm already the only black person on the finance team Mm -hmm. on the most part. Mm -hmm. I'm in a new role where I have to feel like I have to prove myself because I don't have the, I didn't start off and that wasn't my path in my field. So I feel like any time that I'm missing something, it just, I don't know, just, it, it, it's a, it's an internal issue. And yeah. so I can definitely feel like, uh, and, and I think also like not all bosses and companies are like that, but if you had that trauma happen to you at one company or with one boss or one team, you, you never want that to happen again. So you're just like, yeah even if that person gives you affirmation, like, Hey, it's cool for real. Like get off your computer. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh, no, I don't trust you. You know, (laughs) you know, not that, not that I don't trust my manager. I think he's very genuine when he said, get off the computer, but you know, but you still feel that trauma from prior roles or prior companies you work for where you're just like, I will never let my that happen to me again. I will always be in the know because I always need to make sure that I'm on my P's and Q's because I'm 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 out here, you know, I'm 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 different than everyone else. And so I feel like I need to work a little bit harder. Um, but it also can be pretty draining. Um, yeah, it is. It definitely is draining when you feel, you know, I was like when you were talking, we <laughs> came to mind with FOMO, fear of missing mm-hmm. out. You yeah. know, because like if you miss out, is it are, are they gonna get in that level of trust? Yeah, we fear we have FOMO because we don't trust. True. And if we feel like somebody is there to really support us and help us, because corporate America be, could be very doggy dog, yeah. right? Yeah. You're not here, so you didn't hear it, so I'm not gonna tell you, you know, yeah. I'm gonna save this for myself because it's gonna make me look better, yeah. And that is something that I understand you. I totally, because I've done that too. I've been on the phone, you know, sit, laying in a dentist chair, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a conference call just because I don't want, I didn't have to lead that call, yeah, but I didn't want to miss out on the conversation that was going to yeah. happen during that call yeah. because I, it could, it could have made a break me at that mm-hmm. point. So I totally get it. And, um, and so it's 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 liberating when you don't have to have that stress over you. Yeah. But yeah. as long as you're in corporate America and like con- contingency workers are great too because you know they they not they're not worried about that. They're yep. worried about well, what do you need me to come in and do? I'm just going to do yep. it because I just need the money. Yep. But those women um or people in general that want to really plug in or really love what they do because it's not all bad corporate america there's people there that love what they do yep so they just want to give their thousand percent all of the time so and there's nothing wrong with that it's just balance yeah yeah i'm still working on that i I struggle in every day But as we are dying down with the podcast, because like I told you guys, I always try to stick to a power hour and my mama and I, we can sit here and talk for oh, a whole yeah. other hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with every guest, we like to leave with one or two or one question that we ask them. And well, let me back it up. We asked two different questions. They could pick one. There we go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so the question that I'll ask you is what is your go-to resource for your professional or personal life that you would like to that you enjoy that you would like to share? Or what advice would you give to your younger self? I want to pick option two. Okay. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give your younger self? I would tell myself not to be so shy. Mm. I think I was a little bit more shy and passive. I know, you know, the conversation that we had, I talked a lot about wanting to grow and I want to be better. However, I was not a good communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, I would internalize a lot of things. Like I was have an idea so say for instance I'm like oh let's code it this way or let's make the UI look this way you know just whatever Mm -hmm. any idea and I would propose that to 
um, someone, you know, at work, especially a male, and they would shoot it down. No, we that's not going to work. And this is the reason why we're not going to do it that way. And and I wouldn't stick up for myself. I would just mm -hmm. be always so like, okay, okay, that's fine. We'll do it like that. And then I would sit at my desk and I'd be mad because mm -hmm. it's like I wasn't listened to. I wasn't respected. I wasn't understood. And it's like, did I not communicate well? Or am I not a good communicator? Or am I just scared all the time? Do they, do they mm -hmm. sense that I'm not sure of myself? right mm -hmm. so that is one thing and then I would say to top it off as a on a personal level is mm -hmm. just being my most authentic self I mean mm -hmm. everybody's saying that today in these days but if you always have to pretend to be somebody else every day to be able to survive in this world because of the perceptions that people have of you mm-hmm it keeps you from not reaching your full potential as mm -hmm. yourself. Because maybe at some point, mm -hmm. I would have gotten out of corporate American and IT and would have pursued some other passions that I had as an entrepreneur or even just in a different field. Yeah. Um, to say that I this is what I'm feeling really good about. Because sometimes you get into a groove and you're doing it for so long, it just becomes a part of you. And yeah. you don't understand how you got there, but you're there now. And that's the only thing you felt like, you know, or you feel comfortable with. So yeah. those are the two things that I would, um, you know, advice to just to myself. If I could just look back and say, hey, I know who you are. And these are the things I need to tell you. And this is the advice I need to give you so that you, you today at the age that you are mm -hmm. and all of the things that you've experienced, did you really reach your full potential? Well, that is awesome. I definitely think all of us can relate to that as just moms and just people in general, mm -hmm. um, especially when when we don't put ourselves first and we put everyone ahead of us and we just, yeah. you know, functioning with an empty cup and we put our dreams and our thoughts and our hopes to the side to just fall in line and make sure everyone else has their things that they need to do. Or we're having so much stress outside of work that when we get to work, we just don't have a fight in us. We're just like, you know what? I don't care enough. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have so like much stuff too. outside of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you ain't having sleep, your child got sick that night. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's throwing up and you're like trying to figure out what the heck, where, where did we just eat? Everybody's. Yeah. yeah so it's just good. Yeah. It is. It is hard. Yeah. So, yeah. but we make it through it because you know what? We are very resilient individuals. For sure. I yeah. would agree. And we know that hopefully with the listeners on this podcast too, just knowing that everyone kind of does it differently, but we all like are pushing through and continuing to run our race or in your case, you've already ran your first ha your first part of the race by just getting all your children to adults and being able to kind of sit back a little bit and enjoy uh, the fruits of your labor, but then also the, the extra, the grandchildren that came out of it and helping you know be a part of their life and teach them things and spend time with them like it's not so much pressure it's mm -hmm. just more of like hey you know I've given them everything that they need in order to be decent human beings and hopefully they pass that you know along to their children and I can help kind of see how my impact on my children has helped impact my grandchildren mm -hmm. um, and hopefully their children if you know if they're long if you you're going to be here long enough, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not trying to be no grandmama right now. My kid's only three. So <laughs> I got a long time for that, but you True. know, uh, later on down the line, potentially. Um, so. Yeah. Well, and I would say that you as a, you know, young moms and all the young moms out there, that's, you know, cause I've listened to several, a few of your podcasts and I would just say, you know, you know what you want to do and you know how much energy it takes. Um, just take it day by day. Ask, you know, if you believe in God, ask for his grace to help you get through it and you'll get through it. But be happy in the meantime, you know, because the stress and all of that can really weigh you down. Um, and we have our moments. Take that moment 
be present in that moment when you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious, all of those things, take that moment and just be there for a minute and just say, how did I get here? How do I get out? You know, sometimes you have to talk to other people and it's okay. Just be okay with life because it's not easy juggling parenthood, being a wife or a husband, um, you know, having a job, having a, a business you're running, uh, having sick parents that you're taking care of, any of those things. Um, just, just, I would just say, just take it day by day and, and you're going to be okay. You're going to make it. So um, that's like my last tidbit that I have to say, tell myself every day. <laughs> and, it, and it actually has helped me um, make it to today and, and feeling okay and feeling at rest in my spirit and my soul about who I am and, and what I'm put on this earth to do. Um, so I'm hoping everybody finds that way because it's, it's great. Yeah, I agree. And on that note, I won't, that was a perfect ending. <laughs> so you guys don't for, well, first of all, I want to say thank you, mom, for coming on to the podcast. Uh, Y'all can't see her, but she, before we had to turn off the cameras, she had a full face of makeup with her eyelashes and dressed up. And I wouldn't expect anything less because my mom, that's one thing about my mother. She will not walk out the house looking like somebody's, uh, homeless child she will always have herself all together from head to toe um but mom thank, thank you, you for coming on and sharing your wisdom and spending a little bit of time with us today thank you for having me amber i love you and i love i love the fact that you're doing this and putting a forum out there for um, people to discuss these topics and uh yeah have a great day i love you you too. And you guys don't forget, we'll see you guys next Friday. Um, and don't forget if you are on Spotify to go ahead and answer the Spotify post and don't forget to rate, subscribe and all of that. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hey love, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. I would love to stay in touch with you and connect. So to keep up with the OYOT podcast, follow On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Cherie on Spotify and Anchor. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at OYOT podcast. And also too, if you want to share your thoughts um, or even write a little love letter or feedback, send us a letter um, to the email address of O-Y-O-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.